Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Daniel from Ascension Athletics, Mixed Martial Arts in Bristol, Connecticut. Welcome, Daniel. How are you? I am wonderful. Good morning. How are you? I am doing great. Super excited to have you sitting in front of me today to talk about your business and provide value to our listeners. But before we do that, which is super exciting, um, let's dive into my first question for you, which is what led to you becoming a gym owner? Yeah, that, that's an interesting one because uh, it was something that I had never thought about in my life. I was in uh, sales uh, for most of my career. I was actually a chef before that for 12 years. <clears throat> and uh, one day back in about 2012, I walked into a uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu gym um, and took a class and was completely blown away. Um, it took me about two days to know that I wanted to do jiu-jitsu for the rest of my life. And then about two to three months later, I just wanted to bring it to as many people as I could. Um, and then, yeah, fast forward down the road a, a couple years later, I, I switch gyms and I go into a gym as a member. Uh, and uh, I already had a lot of business experience at the time. At this time, I was uh, selling medical equipment. And um, the gym was a little bit newer. It, um, <clears throat> It opened up in 2016. So yeah, 2014, I, I moved gyms. Um, 2016, I'm with uh, my two partners now. And I'm helping them out. I'm just seeing different things. I'm going to different gyms, uh, getting experience, seeing what people are doing good, what people aren't doing so good, and bringing that information back to the gym that I'm a member at. Um, <clears throat> That ultimately led to an opportunity to buy into the company. Um, and I did that um, right in 2017. And I've been um, with Ascension Athletics as a business manager and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu coach uh, since then. Oh, wow. Okay. So huge change here. And you took a really big leap of faith going from a sales position, which is traditionally pretty stable to being a gym owner and, and owning part of this business. Oh, yeah. there, was, so. there was not one person that backed my decision. I mean, zero parents, uh, spouse, nobody thought it was a good idea. <laughs> But here you are and, you know, you're, you seem to be doing well. I mean, you're here sitting in front of me. So that's saying something, um, but you know, for our listeners paint that picture, what is Ascension athletics? Tell me about the services that you provide um, that way, moving forward in the conversation, we kind of have that vision in our mind. Yeah, sure. So um, essentially uh, we are a mixed martial arts gym <clears throat> under that. We practice arts of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, wrestling, kickboxing, um, and then we put it all together in a mixed martial arts program. We service ages uh, as young as five years old um, to however, uh, I think my, my oldest member is about 68. Um, we service general population 
all the way up to elite athletes um, and elite athletes at every level. Um, we're talking New England national and international champions at youth wrestling and high school wrestling levels, um, all the way to um, professional MMA fighters. Awesome. So wide population of people that you're able to serve this business now let me ask you some questions kind of about your general population so you know if you had a client come in who needed to lose like 85 pounds is that somebody that you guys are excited to work with is that something that is possible within your facility yeah absolutely it's 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 possible and it's um been proven and happened time and time again um one thing with mixed martial arts um you, where uh, people, um, some people might not think, you don't have to be a want to be a fighter to go into a mixed martial arts gym. It could be as just simple as breaking up your workout, your regular type workout. Um, I'm actually lucky enough to be uh, adjacent to a Planet Fitness, um, so I actually get that a lot. You know, where people are like walking in every day to Planet Fitness, and then one day they just come in and want to change it up. Um, and with mixed martial arts, um, I always say it's the, the workouts, almost a byproduct. You're not even thinking about that part. You're learning a new skill. You're learning a real life skill on how to defend yourself. And then as that's all happening, you're also getting in shape by the practice of it. Yeah, definitely. So let me just say this, like for me, I'm the type of person who would never think to walk in through the door of a facility like yours, right? Because I've never specifically looked for MMA. However, talking to you now, I'm realizing that it is something that could benefit me, right? Um, it's different. It's fun. Um, it would definitely keep my attention. So how do you reach those people that might not necessarily be looking for an MMA gym? Yeah. So, um, some of those big things are, are um, changing what it sounds like. So, you know, it's not um, MMA or mixed martial arts fighting, or it's more like group cardio kickboxing classes, right? Um, um, just uh, community classes, small group classes, um, and really taking the focus out of the fight part or the um, mixed martial arts part, they'll get that when they come in, they'll see that. But, um, you know, sometimes it's that little bit of a stopper. Like you said, you know, you're, you're not familiar with it. You don't know what it is. The only thing you can think of is, well, I'm not going to fight. Um, uh, but you know, less than, uh, 20% of my, uh, members actually do compete or fight in, in something. Got it. Got it. Okay. So right now, how many members are you guys able to service within the facility? Right now we're at about 185 members in our facility. That's a 5,000 square foot facility. And we have about 3,000 square of that square feet of that is mat space, which in a mixed martial arts gym is, is the main thing you want. And however big your place is, you got to fill it up with mats because the mats are where you hold your classes okay so like 3,000 square feet is of this facility is with mats now hypothetically you have 185 members right now 
-hmm. hypothetically, like, could you fit anymore? Are you guys looking to take on more clients right now? Is that a thing or are you maxed out? Yeah. So our max is probably going to be in this facility, um, around the 260 mark. Um, we are in the process of, of looking, uh, what our next move will be, which should probably be, you know, um, three, about three years from now. So, um, yeah, we keep that in mind. We've had to expand the mats, uh, a couple times inside the place. Um, you know, so it, it is a challenge, um, especially when it's, um, you know, it's not the opposite of a planet fitness where people can walk in at any time of day and get their workout. So all our classes are, are, um, taught by a, an instructor at certain times. So, you know, we have 30, 40 people a class sometimes. Um, and you know, there's only limited times that you can do that. So, you know, you have the prime time hours at 6 30, 7 30 in the evening for us. <clears throat> That's where the challenge becomes, uh, like how many more are we going to fit at one time? So, yeah, for sure. Okay. So, you know, you're at 185, you're looking to kind of grow to 260 in this facility before you guys are able to move on. Right. And that's kind of part of the three-year plan. So what are you actively doing right now to aid that growth process? Like how is your community learning about Ascension athletics? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, one of the, our main goals and, um, something we pursue very hard is becoming a, a integral part of the community. And we do that through at first in the beginning, when we were just getting our name out there, we did every fall festival and, and, and summer festival uh, uh, that the town ran. Um, <clears throat> now we do that through law enforcement programs where we teach uh, the police in our town and, and neighboring towns. Um, I have three after-school programs at, at elementary schools where we go in and, and teach Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, we have a youth scholarship fund for um, at-risk and underprivileged youth to, to take our services. So uh, I'm actually on the board of um, um, the City Council Diversity Council in Bristol. So we really try to uh, be connected and involved in our town and, and let that, the town's um, word of mouth go from there. Yeah, definitely. I think like word of mouth, and I say this like pretty much, you know, every time I talk to a gym owner, we love word of mouth, right? Because it's free. All yeah. we have to do is be nice to our clients, show them <laughs> respect. And unknowingly, they're going to go out in the community and they're going to talk about us and they're going to tell their, their kids' parents. They're going to tell their friends. They might be wearing an Ascension Athletic shirt at the grocery store and somebody's like, hey, where is that? And we're growing through that. Yeah, and it's absolutely. Because it's, it's free, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and that's another part of it too, right? So um, the free marketing I mean, it doesn't get better than it does these days with obviously, like you said, word of mouth um, and just Google and social media marketing. We've we've barely ever spent a dime on um, targeted marketing, but um, it, I'd say about 65 to 70 percent of the people that walk in to our doors is either found us on Google um, or a social media page. So 
Um, we it. take that very seriously. We stay very active there. I mean, we're a gym and we have like 5,000 followers on Instagram, which is like, what, <laughs> you know, it's confusing, um, but it's, it's really nice. Um, you know, and our, our reviews on Google and Facebook, um, we push those um, pretty well and we have nice five-star rating, um, but those are great. You know, people love those because when you get those genuine referrals on, on, um, on Google or Facebook, um, now that goes back to what you were saying about, you know, not knowing what an MMA gym is. And then now you have all these testimonials of what it is and what it's doing for them. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. So I kind of want to go back to, you know, you said 65 to 70% of your clients are coming in through Google or your social media profiles, but you guys haven't done any sort of like actual digital advertising or targeting you said right um a few times we have um didn't see the success that we wanted to see with it um especially when we're comparing it to how well we are doing already with outputting dollars in it yeah definitely i think like if we put a dollar behind some sort of form of advertisement, we want to see a huge return on investment. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to tell, like, without having to punch in the numbers, we want to be able to know this is so worth it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, if we're not seeing that, we're like, okay, well, you know, we're, our organic social media is great. So why would we put a dollar behind this? Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, sure. So when you did the, the social media advertising, um, or the digital advertising, was it something that you guys just kind of figured out or did you like outsource it to try to figure out, you know, how to make it work? Yeah. So we, um, we're pretty, <laughs> we're pretty adamant on doing our own research and, and, um, making things happen for ourselves. And, um, my partner is extremely analytical, um, and, and is very process, uh, oriented. And, um, we asked uh, some professionals within our gym that did SEO marketing and social media marketing on the best ways to go about it. Um, and, and we took those, those, you know, words, but they even, even they mentioned like it, it'll take, it can take a while with these types of ads. Right. Um, because at first it's going to be like canvassing an area. You're going to um, throw out different, um, promotions in, in different sectors and little, just a little crossover to see where you're going to hit, um, and not hit. Um, but all of that takes money, you know, each one, you know, that you're going to push is going to take some dollars. So, um, yeah, we, we, we saw a little success, but like I said, it wasn't, you know, um, whether we didn't commit to it long enough, um, or, um, at, at the end of the day, the dollar spent wasn't matching what I was getting. I can do better on um, our local town Facebook page, right? Uh, which I always, always recommend. Um, if your town has a Facebook group, um, hit that, whatever, whatever their rules are. Maybe it's once a week, once every other week. Um, but even that, there's ways around that where um, other people sharing your, your um, posts and things like that in there is great. Yeah. That goes back to the word of mouth thing, right? Like yeah. comment and naturally banter. And then, you know, it's perfect for us. Like we love that. Um, cool. So 
Um, next kind of question I have for you, and I think that this is where we can really provide value to our listeners, is the idea of talking about bottlenecks, challenge, things that you're going through within your business that somebody out there probably is going through the same thing. So for you, what's a bottleneck within the business side of things right now? What are you guys kind of doing to overcome that? Yeah, so um <clears throat> One of them's well, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a product of success at this point. We have been growing so quickly um, that you know the time you had to address other things, um, following up on leads and and <clears throat> following up on past due bills and things like that. All these things need to be either delegated or or made time for. Um, that coupled with. Um, the natural swings of, of the gym industry for us, you know, there's the lulls in the summer, um, the spikes in the back to school, um, dips a little bit right before the holidays, right back up for the new years and, um, just navigating those, um, uh, those bottlenecks, because obviously your, your income, um, your revenue changes there. So you want to be ready for that. You want to match up your your um buying of equipment or apparel you know through those times and and not get caught in one of those lulls um but uh you know other other bottlenecks i mean i i guess that's we are extremely blessed right now we have a really good team um everyone's really focused um and it because we created this community-based gym we have it's it's never it's never an issue finding someone who's willing to give a helping hand in some side of the business where it's maybe it's helping with a kid's class because we're growing that so quickly and um so it, it's pretty cool yeah i love that i think that when we have a great team behind us like the idea of growth and getting to our goals is so much more realistic yeah. Um, kind of touched on the idea that you guys are growing quickly, right? So sometimes it's hard to pay attention to the back end stuff, like following up with leads and making sure that, you know, we're getting people in through the door. Mm -hmm. um, that's huge. Like if you're busy on other, you know, parts of your business, you're not able to follow up with leads, you're losing people, right? And that's not going to help us grow. So what do you guys have planned to kind of work on that and make that better? Yeah, so um, just like anything, we went right into our own ecosystem, our own gym, and um, found um, people who um, either needed help with their memberships, um, fees, or um, I have a, a gentleman who's in business school who's doing, um, getting some intern hours, and he's working our back end on, um, on accounts uh, receivable and things like that. And, um, you know, and the same thing with someone else doing social media, because like, as I was saying, we, we push that social media for our marketing. But as you get busier and you got more um, people to deal with, even that can fall off. Right. So it's like, how do I got time to do this, this and this? And it's kind of like um, just uh, finding, putting the right people in the right places um, and and value valuing them for that as well. So we have a pretty cool team. Love it. Love it. So final question I have for you here is 
what's the end goal with this business? Where do you want to take this? Yeah, we we're called Ascension Athletics. Um, Ascension was um, put in there purposely, obviously for the for us for the act of rising to ascend to a higher place, and and that's all we try to do with our clients, with our members, um, and for us that mountaintop is um, already named. It's the Ascension Performance Institute. It's 20 to 25,000 square feet. Um, we're taking care of kids at all ages. Um, we have programs for um, youth that can't afford to do these programs. Um, mixed martial arts <clears throat> itself is a real life-changing thing. Um, it's not your regular workout. It, it, it's, it pushes you like something else can. And we've seen incredible growth in, in humans um, since we've started doing this. And our mission is to bring it to as many people as possible. And in the meet, and while we're doing that, we pick and see who are the elite ones that we can put on a um, high level competition as well. Cool. I love that the name like really relates to what you're trying to do here. Um, that's really, really neat. Um, and you guys are looking to ascend and grow and help more people at the end of the day. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I know that you said you have a pretty big social media following, but where can our listeners go to find you guys? Yeah. So on Facebook, it would be just Ascension Athletics. Uh, on Instagram, it's Ascension Athletics CT for Connecticut. Um, yeah, um, that's the main ones right there. AscensionAthleticsCT.com uh, is our website. Um, yeah, feel free to check it out. If you have any questions on mixed martial arts or any of the individual arts, um, don't feel free to shoot a message. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing and thank you for being here for our listeners. Thank you guys as well. Don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for a future episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Awards Podcast, where we talk fitness business with fitness pros who are changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. I'm here today with my guest, CEO of Freeform Fitness in Ontario, Canada, Ashley Laurie. How are you doing today? I'm great. The sun is shining. Can't complain. Absolutely. The, the long Canadian winter is over. So let's... Let's break the ice, so to speak, and tell me what Freeform Fitness is all about. 
Yeah, so um, Freeform Fitness, uh, we have six locations here in the nation's capital. And uh, right before the pandemic, we had a seventh location in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, we opened a week before the pandemic hit. Um, what we do, what we specialize in is expert personal training. There's no fluffs, there's no classes, there's no memberships. It's strictly one-on-one -on -one personal training because that's what we know and that's what we do best. All right, and then let's jump into the history of Freeform because it wasn't always set out to be an expert personal training facility, but you realized that that was how you were gonna serve the business, the clients, trainers, all to the highest degree. So give us the background and history and some of the major milestones. Yeah, so we started our business in 2006. Um, and originally we did start off as a big box gym, about 20,000 square feet, if I recall. And it was in a basement, uh, no windows. And um, we were just grinding. I remember the first year was such a grind. Um, and this was before social media started. I believe Facebook and Instagram you know, popped off in about 2008 if I recall. So we really had to build our business the old school way of just referrals um, and word of mouth, you know, so it was really important for us to do a good job. After about a year in business, we, what we were noticing was clients were seeing a better, uh, better results with a personal trainer versus just getting your typical gym membership. Um, so we, you know, I would always wanted to be a nurse. I never got into the industry to, you know, take people's money. I got into it cause I really cared and wanted to help people. So when I made that transition, uh, we decided, okay, let's, let's go into the business of helping people truly, um, because we really do care. And it was, you know, I would renew people's memberships. I remember one of these women, she would come, it'd be the January new year's resolution, I would take $1,500 for her membership and I wouldn't see her. I would see her three times and then I wouldn't see her again. And then it would be uh, another, okay, let's do this. Another cycle, you know, of, and I just, I felt so icky about it. And then, so that was, kind of a, a turning point from almost a moral imperative for you. So how did you start to, how did you enact the change? How did you come to the, you know, the, the transition of saying, Hey, we're going to be personal training. We're going to make sure that like, if you're coming here, if you're giving us your hard earned money, we're going to make sure that you get the results. Like how, how long did that transition take? Were we still at just the one um, one location when that happened, what was that timeline? Yeah, so it did take time and it was such a scary decision to say, Hey, I'm no longer going to be accepting this money, uh, that was paying our bills. Uh, but we had to make that conscious decision. It was a risk for sure. Now that I look back at it, I don't know if I would make the same risk today necessarily. <laughs> um, however, at the time it just felt really right so we kind of gave ourselves if I recall like a three-month timeline to do that to transition out of the memberships to personal training and at this time we only had the one location and you know three of us were really 
actually four of us were really committed. So, and three of them were personal trainers and my background was uh, spa industry. So bringing a little bit of a higher end um, experience to servicing. Now at the time, Nobody was doing this in the, in the fitness industry. Nobody was bringing this level of service uh, experience. It was, you know, we're talking about like the intimidating and I'm, and I kept thinking suburban mom with kids doesn't want to go into a facility where it's all these bodybuilders training or uh, it's intimidating. Nobody wants to, to go into an environment where, especially if you're the whole point of it is to feel better, lose weight and and kind of get healthier they're not they're uncomfortable coming into a setting where everybody's in shape and everybody's looking at you and it, you know what i mean so it just it made sense for the everybody that was there and our clients really appreciated it okay so of the original group that was that was dedicated to it so the, the business was started by your brother right and then you came on a year later so it was the two of you and then a few trainers who were on board with let's make this transition. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, my brother, his wife, and then we had a trainer named James who actually, um, now he's now in Australia doing big things and running his own personal training studio. So, um, very, very smart. And anyway, so we kind of worked together for so long and it was just such a great group that knew what what everything about personal training i just knew more of the client services side so it was a good mix okay so the big thing that i feel like if i talk to any gym owner who is thinking about doing something like this hey you should switch the model personal training gets better results it's higher value longer lifetime all these things the first thing i'm going to hear from anybody is I'm going to lose a ton of my members, which may yeah. be possibly true. So what did the math look like for you? And I know it was a long time ago, so I don't expect exact numbers, but did you sit down and say like, Hey, we know that maybe only 10% of people are going to stay, but our value is going to increase. And then we're going to bring in new people are here for this. Like, how did you wrap your head around we're sort of firing a bunch of our clients for not doing anything wrong. Right. Yeah. And we did get a lot of backlash, to be honest, because at the time in our area, there were many gyms available and they kind of felt, how dare you? Because I'm not paying for a high end service. Um, in terms of numbers, I remember we were prepared to lose a significant amount um, and we were just going to, you know, for us, we, we, our motto was always like, we're, we know how to survive, <laughs> you know, like it was a, it was a, no matter what we are going to survive this. Was it scary? Absolutely. Now that I look back, I'm like, that was such a big risk, but it was one of the best decisions we ever made. And I do not regret it at all. So if any business owner is thinking, should I switch, you know, my, my model at any point, like, Now's the, the time to, to do it because you know, like we knew personal, we could guarantee results with personal training. We could not guarantee results with a membership. So uh, it just kind of solidified our decision. In terms of numbers, I think it was, oh, I can't even tell you, but I, I can tell you what our numbers went to after we made that decision. <laughs> okay, hit me. Yeah. So 
I hit you. Okay. So it took time. So, but it was by 2009, I believe we hit uh, $850,000 in revenue um, just for one location. So uh, that went fairly quickly. And then it allowed us to open up a second location in 2010. And we were able to kind of take the profits from that and open up a second location. Okay. And then from there, over the next couple of years, was it just, hey, when we get to a certain finance, financial point, when the right location is available, like what were the things that came into play when you decided to open locations three, four, five, six, you know, how, were there any big things that had to be in place? Was some of it just opportunity? Uh, what did that look like for you along the way? So the second location, it was interesting. It was somebody that worked for us and saying, Hey, you guys have something amazing here. Cause I, to give you, we were having our clients, we had built such a great brand and a great reputation. We were having people drive 45 minutes for their training sessions across the whole town to come to us. So it was an honor in itself. So obviously people were taking note and saying, wow, this place is like, I think I had seven or eight trainers just rocking and rolling. And, um, and of course we've been through, it's not been all, but like sunshines and rainbow. Let me put that out there. It was definitely hard work. Um, and he had approached us and he said, listen, you guys have a great model. I would love to be part of it. Is there, would you have any interest in opening up another location with us? So at the time, we really even growing because this was just such a, a great estate like we were good with the one location so then we started thinking wow we have something really good we could grow the brand so we decided to do it we so to give you an example our first location was more in suburbia and this second location would have been in the downtown core so um given the our yes we were in suburbia but we were in the high-tech area so it was a little positioned differently and then we were going to a whole new target demographic that we knew nothing about. Um, and then from there, it was like a success within a year. So within a year, we were we were looking at it like, okay, this is a great, now we're going to grow. This, let's, so by 2012, we had our third location. And then everything fell through, like it was it, three locations. We had no systems in place, no processes. We knew nothing about the growth. We had read, a, you know, some books, we had worked with our mentors, but it was when you're actually living in, I like, I think I had a burnout and I almost quit um, just because I'm juggling all these plates. And I, I just, like two, you're kind of like, okay, I can manage two, but three, I was just completely outnumbered and I was burnt. I burnt out. Okay. So, so go ahead. And then by two, and then, so just to give you like the timeline. So by 2015, we then opened up our fourth location and then, um, 2016, 17, I think is the, the next round of other locations that we opened up. Okay. And then somewhere in there, there came an opportunity to be acquired or there was a merger. How did the yep. business transition from it being primarily yourself and your brother to a different structure? Yeah, so um, 
we always talked about, cause we always wanted to grow the, the brand. Like we had franchise before we even thought about selling the business and we were ready to kind of take that leap of saying, okay, well, we have a really good business model. It's very simple, easy to follow. So let's franchise it. So then I started working with, um, a couple of mentors that were in the franchise industry. And, and then I was kind of going that route, but then we got noticed and the, our current owner that purchased us in 2016 had searched a thousand businesses and decided upon ours. Um, he's a great guy from Michigan. Um, so he had, I was kind of hesitant because his establishment was a big box facility, CrossFit, um, and he wanted to acquire us. And I was just like, I don't, I know we do personal training. I don't want any CrossFit. I don't want any group training. And I was very, very particular of who was going to, uh, take on our brand to the next level. Um, so that was done in 2016. And with him, we opened up two more locations and then the Boston location that we unfortunately had to close down, uh, because of that, uh, pandemic of ours. Okay. So, but you know, you stayed on as CEO of the company officially after you sold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, so there has been some growth since then. And then the pandemic happened and we know that of course, being in Ontario, probably some of the, the toughest restrictions, I don't know, in all of North America, I think though, from what it seems. So yeah. you're here on the other side of that. So have there been any major changes, any, anything that you've taken from the COVID closures, from restrictions that have changed the way you operate the business now? Yeah, I mean, um, oh my God, it changed our whole, our whole, to give you some per, like perspective, we were closed last year, six months out of the whole year between all of the lockdowns. Um, so it was really hard when we had, you know, six locations and more, more so for the staff. I mean, you, you kind of feel for the trainers and you're opening and closing and the clients as well. Like you're just, and we were really lucky because our, we're not looking at our business isn't based on volume. It's more based on, you know, quality. Um, so we were lucky that our clients continued to support us because they didn't want us going anywhere. Um, but at the same time, it was our, we had to pivot. We had to figure out, you know, what, what can we do with our trainers more so? So it was paying our trainers when we were locked down so that they had some sense of security. Everybody felt kind of unsafe, you know, during that period. Um, so it was just kind of figuring out how can we provide more safety, one for our clients, but also for our trainers and our staff. Um, you know, I have, I have staff that's been with me for over 10 years. We're celebrating their 10 year uh, anniversary this year. So I didn't want to lose them at all. So uh, it was really such a challenge and honest conversations and deep conversations. And, you know, we brought in a um, psychologist just so that she can talk to them about mental health and just kind of give them that support that was really necessary, I think. Wow. So, so really more of your have been on the, the management and personnel side than how you execute your training and fulfillment side. Yeah, I mean, when we would close, we would definitely pivot to online, but our trainers are personal. They love the personal beings. They don't want to work. They, they would be at a desk job if they wanted to be online on a computer. So for them, they really, 
they were, they love the energy and they love just being in a facility. So they had pit, we pivoted online, but it's just not the same. We missed our clients. We missed that human touch, that human connection. Um, and then, so we, we definitely pivoted that way. We increased some of our times in location when we would be open to allow more cleaning, uh, in between our clients. And we had to reduce the amount of people in location as well. Uh, that happened a few times. We, our policies are constantly being updated and changed. And just from a process and system side of just making sure like lots of conversations with our lawyers and our insurance and, our accountants, you know, trying to figure out all of these, um, you know, options like government help kind of, it was, it was a lot to kind of go through. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we went through, we went through the 2008 recession. So we were like, oh, we, we kind of are ready. We've always been ready and we always had a really good, um, savings when it came in case we ever went through a recession because we had already kind of gone through it we were really lucky not during that whole part so we we're like okay we're ready for this but uh we couldn't predict the closures i think that was the hardest part the lockdowns yeah and yeah, nobody no playbook was there for that and nobody could have predicted it but you made it on the other side and i think the, the pros and cons of a personal training model are you know in that you could do some fulfillment there there was opportunity to pivot online, but on the other side of that, people want that connection, that face-to-face, -face, there's, there's something there. So um, I think there was, I don't think there was any best model to be in with all these lockdowns. I, I think it's just everybody did the best that they could. So let's talk about now in, in the things kind of on, on high level that are working best for you. You've got multiple locations, different test beds, lots of data, um, to really analyze. And I know each location is probably to some degree its own, its own animal and market specific, but at the high level, I just want to go through some, some bigger things for you. Like you are a, a high end personal training business. So it's not, you're not trying to lure people in for $20 a month or $10 a month. It's a premium product. So how do you market it? What's most successful for you in getting new clients through the door? Well, we, um, our level, first of all, our hiring system is very, very strict. So, um, I have a head trainer who manages my hiring to make sure that it's, it's meeting all the necessary requirements and that we're not just hiring somebody that just got a, a certification over the weekend. It has to be very good, top quality trainers. Um, so I think having, that I think that level is very, very important to kind of dive into how you're hiring your people and not just kind of going through the motions. Um, that and in terms of a, trying to you know get new clients for us, referrals and word of mouth uh, has been the big most important thing because people don't talk about me mediocre; they talk about exceptional. Um, so we had to figure out. How can we be exceptional? Um, so it was a lot of, we had all this data and we positioned ourselves so well that it would be crazy not to be able to provide this excellent quality service. Um, so they tell their friends, we have you know referral systems in place. We have, I think also the 
pro the processes and the systems are key. I mean, you can't grow unless you have systems and processes. And I think that was one of the biggest things that I learned the hard way uh, because things fall through the crack that way. So if you have a good layout of what you want to do, people can see that your business is organized and that you take care of your people. Um, making sure you tr you pay your people right as well. Um, I think there's a lot of competition in the industry. And if your trainer leaves, that costs the, the business a lot of money. So um, figuring out how you can keep your talent is also super important. And if you treat them right, they're going to do a phenomenal, phenomenal job with their train, their client and their client will refer. Um, so I think that's where you need to spend your time is just figuring out like curating that whole team and environment and your people that are representing the brand and they're on the front line. Um, in terms of marketing, we've tried everything. <laughs> um, you know, like it's, uh, we did this, you know, we had trial offers. Um, we had, uh, you know, three sessions to come in. We've had the free consultation. We had the one free session. Right now, our offer is eight sessions to try us out because we realized that, you know, some people to get into the habit, we had to build a habit with them. Um, and then also just focusing on the client life, like going deeper. It's not just about training. It's not just about that session with the client. It's like, what about the rest of the week for that client? What does that look like? Um, and not just doing it. You got to do it for the right reasons. So it's helping people and making sure your team understands that, you know, I think is the best way to kind of go about it would be my advice. Okay. All the marketing stuff you read in a book. I mean, you, you have to have social media, you have to create content, you have to show, you know, build trust, um, consistency, all the above. Absolutely. Absolutely. So on the sales side of things, when it comes to, again, being a high higher end service, premium, personal training, um, how much of your sales process is centered around, you know, selling people a membership or sessions versus consulting with people about how most of their goals are going to be long-term and there needs to be some level of commitment. Um, and how do you manage that with, in a way where it makes it feel like goals are achievable in some period of time that they're not just signing up forever like there's there's a balance with these things you know you're not a quick fix you know six day detox facility there's you know you're you're working you're working with people on lifestyle so how does that interplay into the conversations that happen in your sales process Great question. Um, I think a lot of people are struggling with that, to be honest, right now. A lot of trainers are trying. That's a great question because I, I do see that being um, it is it's a long term thing. It's a, you're in it for a long term game. Um, so how we kind of word it is it, you it's taking you this long to get to where you are now. Imagine how long it's going to take to get to where you want to be. Um, and the way to do that is very it's consistency. It's accountability. Um, it's the only way you will see results is if you're consistent and accountable to your goals. So for us, it's just having that honest conversation and not being afraid to have that conversation. 
So when people come to you, they're coming to you for a reason and they've done their, their due diligence with the amount of information that we have online nowadays. They've looked at the, all the options. They looked at competitors. They've gone through your website. You can see that with Google Analytics, how long people spend on your website and have done their homework and their research. So when they're coming in, they're looking for that je ne sais quoi, you know, like that's going to pizzazz and wow them. So it's just about fine tuning what that is and just connecting with them on a deeper level and asking more questions. And I feel like, okay, they say, listen, we, I, I want to, I want to lose weight. So people just say, okay, lose weight, you know, let's lose weight. But it's more than that. It's why do they want to lose weight? How, how much weight? And then what's the system looking like for to get them from there? And have you painted a clear picture of how they're going to get there? I think is is kind of painting a pres, you know a plan, a prescription of some sort to say this is what you need to do. You follow this, you will see results. We know it. So it is just a matter of them committing to it. And if they don't want to commit long term, a lot of people have commitment issues nowadays. That's okay too. The goal is to get them to at least do something because if they leave and walk out of that door, what else are they going to do? And you just let somebody you know you're going to change somebody's life. We know that this is life-changing. And just having that, that consistency across everybody in your team, just having that attitude and saying, this is life-changing. You're, you're about, and even clients, you know, that are training in your location saying, this is absolutely life-changing. You'd be crazy not to do something like this. And in, you know, four weeks, you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe I made it this far. It just kind of, allowing people to focus on the short-term with a long-term mindset. I like that, that phrase, you know, to, um, to, to be able to do that, right? The long-term and short-term balance. Also, congratulations on being the first person to drop Jenna Sequa on the Gym Lords podcast. Well, only somebody from, from Ontario, I guess I could expect that. From, maybe Quebec, but anyway. All right, so... The other big part that I think personal training oriented businesses do better than anybody else is retention. They have the, the longest, you know, lifetime value, longest, you know, average length of engagement. And some of that is inherent in just having a personal relationship with your trainer, but it goes above and beyond that. It's, you know, different things the trainers are trained to do, different policies and procedures, things that you have in place to make sure that things don't get stale or stagnant and people feel valued and, and kind of are, you know, resold on a regular basis. Not that they have a transaction, but they confirm with themselves, hey, this is a good decision. Hey, I should keep coming back to this place. So what are some of the things that you found to be best practices to keep people online longer uh, with you besides just having a really good personal touch? Yeah. So fun fact, we actually have the same client that signed up with us on day one uh, at Free Farm. So um, they're a family and they're amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, um, that's a very interesting question. How can I say it? So I guess the consistency of trust, if they trust you and they know you're not going to kind of go belly up and go anywhere, 
and that you're consistent. So obviously you go through turnover with, we've all gone through turnover. And if there's any, you know, business owner or going through the turnover phase right now, it does get better. I've been there. It's a grind. Um, but I think it, it comes back to people know if they're, they're, they're not, their trainer isn't well-treated. So I think thinking again of how you're taking care of your people and how are you investing in your people? Because trainers tend to have a very competitive mindset and they're constantly love the learning and growing. So figuring out how you can provide that value uh, to your trainers on a consistent basis, because then that bleeds into your session with the client of keeping things fresh. And then educating them on all these fads and these diets, you know, like you talked about this detox and then, you know, we intermittent fasting. And then, so then their, their attention's kind of always being pulled and then just kind of just staying ahead of the game of saying, you're going to have all these things come through, but what do we know best? And what is that consistent information we can give to our clients? Um, because everything's constantly changing and evolving and finding ways to keep them engaged and excited and motivated so um you know competitions uh perks things like that to just kind of keep our clients happy uh and consistent and then you know switching it up every now and then with different trainers i think is key as well because it can get really um same thing for a bit so yeah so again something that you've touched on already is is really a lot on the staffing side on personnel and having good trainer retention having good trainer satisfaction making sure that happy fulfilled employees that's going to directly uh, affect how their sessions are how their relationships are above and beyond just how good the results of the training can be yeah yeah, that's, that's what people are buying. They're not buying your, you know, your brand, they're buying the people. Uh, so in a personal training industry, you have to make sure your people are outstanding. They're remarkable. They're not just, you know, that person that they're going to do their class and then they kind of fall off the wagon. It's, it's somebody that's going to hold them accountable to their goals consistently and effectively. Absolutely. And perfect segue for me. Speaking of goals, what are the goals and plans for Freeform going forward? Now that we're post-pandemic, I know that you had um, started to launch a gym stateside and, and that kind of, that got sidetracked by this. Is that in the works again to expand Freeform or inside Canada or the States? And, and where do you fit into those things as, as far as how involved you want to be? Yeah. Good question. So I uh, just had a baby. I, she's eight months old. And so I have two kids now. Thank you very much. So I'm a working mom, but I do have big goals and I've always been very career oriented. Um, so my husband actually works in the business. Interestingly enough, he's a trainer for me and works for me. Um, 
but it, so it had to be part of my life because I do have big goals for Freeform. I never saw my, I really want to help as many people as possible. And I know how effective personal training is. And I can't even stress that enough. All the celebrities do personal training, you know, like it's the, the best way for people to see results and nobody talks about it. And I'm just, I want to yell it at the top of the lungs. Like everybody should have a personal trainer in their life. Um, you know, we, it's so interesting that we have experts for when it comes to our fine managing our money. We have experts for our health when it comes to doctors. We have experts uh, for law and following the law, it, but we don't have experts really for our health and fitness. And that's what everybody should get, um, especially your body. I mean, it's the most important vessel that you'll have your whole life. So why not invest in it a little bit? Um, so when it comes to goals, I want to expand Freeform uh, in North America for sure. And that was our first step. I was kind of ready to take on that step, uh, in Boston, but we literally could not fly over for eight months. We kept it going. And then we just kept saying, well, two weeks to flatten the curve. And then two weeks kind of turned into months and months. And we were like, we're just kind of at a point where we couldn't even put our stamp on it and just say, this is who we are as a brand. We couldn't even get to it. So it was a really hard, it was for me personally, because it was our, my goal already to go into the U.S. That's technically why we sold in 2016 to Jim, um, who was in the U.S. It allowed us to move to the U.S. But um, so I was pretty bummed personally and mentally. Um, but yeah, I had to overcome that and just say, OK, this is just a moment in time. Let's I'm very committed to the brand 100%. I know that this is such we've learned so much since 2006 that it would be crazy not to share our blueprint and saying, here's a successful business where you can make multi-million dollars and here you go, take it, run with it and have fun with it. You know? So, um, I'd love to grow and help other people reach success with it. And at the same time, I get to help people reach their full health potential, which is kind of crazy. Like I could be we, in an industry where it's sell, like, it's the worst thing for your health, but I'm like, this is contributing to people's health. And I get to do that on a higher scale. It's a dream come true. How can I not do this? That, that's, that's a great point in just to say, how can I not do this? Once you have it and you know you can do it, if you're truly driven with that service mindset, people who get into this business, myself included, are always looking at, at different ways. I can expand my gym. I can have multiple gyms. I can help people with other gyms. It's just like we have some of the most direct, you know, impact on people's lives, well-being, mental health, all those things. And we can see it. There's a fulfillment above and beyond the fact that you can make a good living and should make a good living at doing it where most other, uh, I think, professions or many other professions are so far removed from the people that they affect and we can see it right it's live and in front of us we walk through the doors we see people you know getting high fives and hugs and there's tears and smiles and laughs and like you said you know perfectly summed it up how could i not do this so i love that you have that attitude i love that you're going to keep yeah. expanding and and bringing free form you know into the states and you know i i think that it's going to be uh it seems like you got a lot of good years left in you of doing this no sign of slowing down Oh, not at all. Never. Gosh, never. <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, well, and it's a good point. 
Go ahead. Thank you so much, Dom. Yeah, we, we are out of time, unfortunately. But before I let you go, I want to make sure people know where can they find Freeform, website, social media, anywhere that you're out there on the electronic universe. We're everywhere. So uh, www.freeformfitness.ca. Uh, and then our social handle is at Freeform Fitness. Perfect. All right. Well, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. I wish you continued success and, and thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much. You too. And to everybody out there listening, as always, we appreciate you. Thanks for spending some of your day with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Miss Nick Sweeney of Amani Nicole Wellness, coming to you from Baltimore, Maryland. Nick, how are you today? What's going on? Hey, I'm doing awesome. How are you, Joe? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you. I, I appreciate you joining us. And this is going to be a fun one because you've been within the fitness industry. You've seen a couple of different lenses. And so now here you are as the owner and in control of Amani Nicole Wellness. Before we get too deep into the interview and all of the things, the fun that comes with running a business in our industry, talk to us a little bit about what made you want to open a business like this in the first place? How did this all get started and when did all of this get started? Well, I'll tell you, I absolutely love that question because we started this, we opened our first brick and mortar September, 2019. You can imagine a few months later, boom, the pandemic. But what prompted this start? Well, as you mentioned, lover of fitness, gym rat, the whole nine. And then one day life took a turn for me from a health perspective. I went from that five days a week at the gym, enjoying my building my Zumba empire on the side of my corporate wellness po corporate position <laughs> to being in a position where um, that energy, excitement and motivation was no longer there to do the things that I enjoyed and that I knew I needed to do in terms of my health. And the light bulb went off. Uh, Nick, you are not the only woman who is not waking up and can't wait to 
eat what I shouldn't eat or opt out of working out for the day, right? That became the norm. And so with my background in uh, health and wellness coaching, behavior psychology, I thought of, well, what is a concept to help women to not have to put their health goals to the side, um, but actually enjoy working towards their health, sort of in the non-traditional aspect, right? So what if what's holding me back is not money, um, it's not time, it's just that I don't feel like it for various reasons, I'm energy depleted. And so Amani Nicole Wellness shifted to what we call the beautifully well approach, which is self-care meets healthcare. So our goal was to establish this very beautiful spa that looked nothing like your trip, your typical health clinic or gym that would be inviting for that woman to look at um, carving out time to come in to first reset and feel well. And then we coach her along the way with fitness and nutrition coaching. Yeah. So Basically, we're the Starbucks of lifestyle medicine. <laughs> yeah, and, and so this is designed to serve a certain demographic. We've been in business a couple of years. Talk to us about your experience as a business owner in general. What's been better than expected thus far? And what's been more of a challenge than you thought it would be so far? Well, I will say better than expected has been the need, um, the response. It is a bit unique. It takes a little bit time. It takes a little time to understand the concept <laughs> and what we do. But what has been awesome has been this tribe of women coming out of everywhere uh, with an interest uh, in, you know, in coming in. Um, and so what that has done, we've actually been able to track and discover that we're supporting chronic illness reduction, um, prevention <laughs> and management. Sure. Um, what's been the challenge, like most of us in business, just staying afloat in the midst of a pandemic, especially with the lockdown, right? You gotta close doors. Um, so we're recovering from that challenge. Um, one thing that has helped us to do that in the midst of the pandemic, even in the lockdown, was that we were able to tap into the health side um, by making our, our spa more of a medi spa with this interest in chronic illness prevention, creating more of a need than, um, how can I put it? Well, we made ourselves high demand let's put it that way <laughs> yeah. okay and and so interest i mean challenges nonetheless everybody that's been in probably any industry at this point has been touched by covid but you guys interestingly enough have the in-studio aspect of this as well as the online portion of this to sort of circumnavigate that issue tell us a little bit about the online offering that you have? What does that consist of? Online, there are two tracks. So one, we implemented a diabetes prevention program. Smart, smart move. <laughs> because not only did that 
allow us to partner with various health insurers, corporate wellness, right? Now we have this evidence-based program online. It is membership-based and it's 12 months. <laughs> so you talk about commitment. Um, the online space has also given us an opportunity to not, we don't have borders. There are no walls. So we're supporting efforts on a national level. The second track is that we're able to take our INSPA, our INSPA members and align them to the online suite. We call that VIP. So our online platform not, is not only filled with all of our fitness content, that's not just on demand, they're live classes that they can access as well, loads of nutrition motivation, but it also comes with a small discount as a VIP member for the services that we offer in person. Okay. And so it's, it's sort of become a supplement to the in-person stuff that we're working on, right? Best of both worlds, we have some combination of both. Within the, the total umbrella of this business, Nick, how many people do you currently serve? How does that compare to how many we served before the pandemic? And how does that compare to how many people you ultimately want to serve within the business? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, pre-pandemic, I feel like we were just trying to swim without dr drowning, right? We only had a couple of months. We, we had less than 100 members before we had to shut down. Um, now, in the wellness suite, this might sound like not sound like a big deal to others, but we have well over 500 members virtually, which is a huge deal for us <laughs> because we still have not even scratched the surface because we are national and we're finally getting referrals from our partners. Um, we're finally in a place where people are understanding who Amani Nicole Wellness is and what we do, that our goal is to scale beyond where you can imagine. There's no reason that we should not see 100 plus members a month, especially virtually, no way. Um, okay. And yeah, definitely. And yeah. we've seen retention. So it's not just join us, we're retaining for at least six months. Yeah, so we're we're in a much more scalable position online, right? To your point, we can add as far as our systems can hold people to that sort of offering. I want to pick your brain about the marketing that goes into that because there are all kinds of examples of people in the last two to three years that have gotten into some sort of online offering. How have you guys been able to attract leads to your service? What's been successful in the marketing front for you? Well, I will, I will tell you, we're definitely open to exploring multiple options because right now, uh, webinars have been, well, I say webinars, but uh, online meetings, special, um, special seminars have been our poll that we've been able to use social media to push topics that we know our women they want to talk about. And so we're able to go from these 30 minute sessions with the Q&A part. And of course, we're offering them an opportunity to join our online tribe. Um, it's a bit time consuming um, a, a, a bit. So of course, we're always looking for ways that we can scale that with less overhead, with a little less effort. Yeah. 
And, and I think that's sort of the question for everyone in our industry is how do we get in front of more people, but how do we do so in a way that's cost efficient and effective for the people that we're looking for, right? Because it's not just anyone and everyone that belongs in this type of service. It's sort of a, a little bit more specific of a demographic. And so open to new ideas, looking for different strategies, totally fine. And, and a question that we can save for another day. Nick, take us to the next step in the process. And that's how does a lead become a paying customer? What's the sales process like? Are they meeting with somebody? Are they talking to somebody over Zoom or a phone call? Are they doing everything through a website? What's the process like? Oh, we have a combination. Okay. And so because we have partners, we're able to receive referrals. So we'll get referrals. The beauty of our partners right now is that they're already painting the picture of uh, the next step, right? When Nick gives you a call, when her team calls, let's get ready. So we're going from some online referrals to partners. They're connecting via a phone consultation that's scheduled and we're learning their needs. The other route, of course, because we are in, uh, in person, we're going through the same consultation and, and looking at what they need specifically. And of course, designing a plan that fits nice and cozy around our offerings. So that next step, once that lead comes through is always contact. We want face-to-face -face and a consultation. Yeah, and, and that really allows you to have a much deeper conversation, right? Of course, we can talk over Zoom or we can talk on the phone all day, but there's a lot of cues that go missed if not in person. You guys have found that that's been the best method to convert with the most effectiveness. And so one thing that you already brought up was that retention was pretty good. We're keeping people six months or more. And so if I, I, wanna, I wanna ask you in this sort of way, if we're to take a step back and look at this from a marketing and sales funnel sort of analogy and, and marketing lead generation is way up at the top our conversion process, our sales process, how many people sign up is in the middle and then retention is down at the bottom. For you moving forward, where do you think you want to focus your time to move the needle the most on the business? Is it one of those three? Is it something that we haven't even talked about yet? What do you think is going to have the biggest impact? Oh, we need conversions, right? We're, we're out there. We're in their face. <laughs> we're going social crazy, but we need to convert more. We, we need to convert better. Yeah. And, and so a metric that we can certainly improve on. Nick, I, I think it's important because in your sort of business, there are, like you described it as a couple of different tracks people can take. Is there a way for you, once people are in, to sort of elevate them or ascend them to a higher level of service? down the line? Is that something that you guys have talked about? Oh yeah, there, there are tiers to everything that we do, Joe. There's always a tier, right? We have that small dangling carrot that's at 20 bucks a month, but let's face it, the value, volume is in making that 20 bucks a month stick, right? And all they're getting is, is, is on, an on-demand service that requires very little effort on our part, right? But then you have, you can scale 
to one-on-ones with our board certified health coaches. If you're in person, you can take a $199 membership and scale that to our $399 a month membership. So both online and in person, they're, they're three levels. Okay. And so we do have some process of ascension. And obviously, I mean, this whole conversation, Nick, has been surrounding building a business, right? Going from where we are today, point A, to where we want to be, point B. I think it's important for us to talk about what that point B is. And so for you, what is the big picture here? Where do you want to see this business in two, three, five, ten 10 years? Where do you want to take this? Oh, wow. It is one, of course, we always look at volume. It's about impact, right? We, we all want to earn a living and enjoy what we do, <laughs> but it's in the numbers. Um, we're looking to impact more. Um, and to take this on a national level. Um, one big picture goal is to be able to expand physically where we are in Pikesville and be able to incorporate the only, the women's only uh, fitness facility <laughs> in Maryland. Um, next step to that, Joe, is licensing, right? It, the beauty of, of our concept is that we're not gonna hold it to ourselves. We're developing a really uh, interesting process that's needed. So the goal is to be able to license what we do and share this concept um, with, other with other facilities. Yeah. So yeah, we see this going way beyond the Maryland borders. Yeah, I, it's always an exciting conversation to have when people have the big ambitions like you do, because it's, it's a, I think a lot of people in our industry want to do that, but it's a different thing to, to want it and to start to take steps towards that. And so I ask you this question as sort of a devil's advocate sort of thing here. What do you think could be potential hurdles or potential challenges in your pursuit of growing this business that far? You know, I would say the big challenge will be just sticking to the plan because there's room for this. Remember I mentioned early on you know, we're, we're in a chronic illness dilemma here. So anything related to better health, keeping us healthy, it's not a fad anymore. It's not a trend, it's necessary. So one big hurdle for me would just be staying the course and getting the message out because it is a bit unique in what, and that my goal is to impact health period. <laughs> but um, second to that, would be funding like it is with any business. I have big goals, big dreams that will come true. <laughs> There's no option to give up. But right. in order to build this system like I want it to be built, of course, there has to be a plan in terms of, of capital. So those are the, the two hurdles that I know I will, I will have to overcome. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting chicken or the egg sort of scenario that I talk with a lot of gym owners about is we want to have more customers but a lot of the time it takes money to acquire those customers but we want to have those customers so that we can have money and so which one comes first and which one do we pull the trigger on i think that's inevitably going to be a question until the end of time but that's probably also a, a pretty good place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up. I think there's only so many ways that we can explore this. Nick, before we sign out of here, I want to have you 
tell people where they can learn a little bit more about your business? Is there a website? Is there social media? Where can people listening go to find out about Amani Nicole? Yeah, well, definitely check us out on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is Amani Nicole Wellness. Our website is amaninicole.com. And if you'd like to connect with me directly, LinkedIn, of course, Nick Sweeney, <laughs> N-I-K Sweeney. <laughs> Simple and easy enough. Nick, this has been a bunch of fun. I really appreciate business owners being willing to come on, be vulnerable, talk about what's working and what's not working. I think these types of conversations are what move our industry forward the most. And so I really, really appreciate your time and I'm excited and I'm interested to see what comes next for you guys over there. So we wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank, thank you. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.